to quote myself from last episode, Happy New Year. Uh, we're back for part two of our 2018 wrap-up. My name's Sandro, Rob, and Jen still aren't here, but I am joined through the power of the internet by Adam J. Purcell from Staggering Stories. Hi there, thank you. And the wonderful Reese Button. Oh, I thank you. Hello. <laughs> Um, what was that accent? You turned to the Queen all of a sudden. <laughs> Did I know? He's <laughs> like, hello. Hello. <laughs> We're here to count down the top 15 TV shows of 2018. Yes, I have my list prepared right here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, this is pretty different to the film list, um, <laughs> yeah. at least for a couple of us, because... We we're pretty behind on a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. if not everything. Um, I was having a look at my list and was like, "Yeah, I haven't seen Westworld yet. I haven't seen Atlanta. I haven't no, seen Preacher. I. Haven't seen Altered Carbon. Um, so many things that I wanted to watch. I just haven't. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Why do you think that is, Adam? I don't know. Uh, it was twenty eighteen the year we finally gave up the TV? <laughs> Well, I don't think so, because TV is great at the moment. Yeah. So maybe it's so good that we aren't bothering. <laughs> the, the, the kind of TV I like watching is uh, all very much the same as my film list, as in superhero stuff. And I think there's just yeah. too much of it going on at the moment. Um, yeah. That, that I mean, I love the DC stuff, but I find it hard to keep up with one season of 23 episodes, let alone the five shows they have or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. Also, I just want to put a shout out right now. I haven't gone on record on a podcast, but I want to put out um, a shout out to Blake Neely, who does the music for all of those shows, as well yeah, as yeah. Uh, Riverdale and another CW show, all in the same year. It's amazing. Although, to be honest, Clean Arrow does reuse a lot of its uh, themes, but still. Mm. Yeah, most of them do, aside from Legends, I think. Like, yeah. Legends has a new one because of the, the, the new setting. But yeah, he's incredible. He is. I guess we should start off <laughs> with the worst one. I don't know if you have a worst one. I didn't really watch anything that was truly offensively awful. <laughs> um, no. So I guess my worst no. one of the list is Disenchantment. It wasn't very good. I guess that's it. I don't is know. Is that the uh, uh, Simpsons-esque one? Groaning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's fantasy, and all the jokes are... <laughs> What if we did a modern day thing, but it's back then? That's every single joke. Right. Um, it's yeah. not very good. That's a shame. I can't think of anything bad. I've, I've struggled to get to 15 things, let alone... Any, yeah. So mm. One of the boss me is probably my worst. Um, I just give up on things and then don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to get me to watch a TV program nowadays. Yeah. Agreed. So if uh, any negative buzz about it at all, I won't bother. Mm. Mm. That is very true. I just realised that iZombie isn't in my list either. I haven't seen that. That was oh. one of my favourite shows last year. What's oh, going yeah. on? Why haven't I seen iZombie yet? Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed really in myself. Busy. It's amazing, yeah. I've got stuff from earlier in the year I've recorded but on my PVR but I haven't watched, like Endeavour, which I mm. love, but I just haven't got around to watching it. But it's sort of, once you know it's there, you don't feel like you need to go watch it. It's not going to disappear. It's like buying stuff on DVD and Blu-ray. It's there. I can watch it any time, so let's do something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple honourable mentions. I don't know if you do, but mm. oh, yeah. I wanted to give a shout-out to The Arrow and Flash. Both Season 7 and 5 have been very solid so far. Um, oh, Iron Fist Season 2 was good, so the simple fact that <laughs> I thought it was very enjoyable means it, it deserves an honourable <laughs> mention. I really enjoyed Iron Fist 2. <laughs> 
Mm. I want to shout out Mystery Science Theatre 3000 Season 12. <laughs> so good. I love, I love that show. And also uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 4, the final season of Star oh. Wars Rebels. I'm, I've am i not caught any of that. Yeah, I really enjoyed Season 2. Season 2 is the peak. I, I can't think of a bad episode in Season 2. With three, they start to go a little bit episodic and like ignore particular characters who are going through pretty big character moments for a couple episodes so they can kind of fill out the season. Mm. And they do that quite a lot with season four of Rebels, but the finale was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though they may have introduced something that could possibly break Star Wars in the future if <laughs> uh, the wrong writers and filmmakers get a hold of it, which might happen, we will see. Yeah. Um, um, how about you, Adam? You got any runner-ups? I don't. So I'm, I'm stretching it to get to 15. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I don't think there's anything at all, really, I've seen beyond that. Mm. Okay. It's been a strange year for, for, for TV. You weren't just talking about bad mentions, right? You wanted honourable ones as well? Yeah. Okay, well, one that I've just started, which technically the season that I'm watching isn't this year, but there was one this year, is uh, The Good Place. Mm. And that's very popular, yeah. and it's very funny so far. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Mm. It is very good. Yeah, that shows up on my list. Are sure. you starting from the beginning? or? Yeah, yeah. yeah starting from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Some great twists great. in the earlier stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, I guess I'll kick off the ranking from number mm. 15. goes to Marvel's Luke Cage, season two. Uh, I really, really like this season. Um, I'm still not sold on... 13 episode seasons for Marvel shows anymore. I think Daredevil did it pretty well, but like with Luke Cage, it does drag a little bit, which is why it's a little lower down on my list. I think 10 would have been the perfect number, like what they did with Iron Fist. But everything about the season of Luke Cage was really cool. It like, it's funny. I love the way it shot. The, uh, the soundtrack was fantastic. Um, all the performances were really good. I think Mike Holter, I, I, I think his, performance really benefited from the Defenders crossover. One of the only things that benefited from the <laughs> Defenders crossover um, was like him working alongside the other heroes. I think it maybe gave him a little bit more of a perspective as to like how he should play it. Because I think in season one, he was just too straight. He played it way too seriously. Where in oh, two, yeah. he's hilarious. Oh, uh, the okay, Iron cool. Fist crossover episode was fantastic. What they do with uh, the villain... Well, there's two villains in the season, but the kind of... The villain that carries over from season one uh, has a fantastic arc and is really enjoyable. So, yeah, I really enjoyed Luke Cage. I thought it was um, a bit overlooked this year in terms of TV shows. I didn't watch it. It must be I wasn't particularly impressed with season one, but now you say that, maybe I should give it a go. Yeah, I would say all of the Marvel shows this year, I'd say all of them really, really picked it up. And uh, mm, okay. and it was a pretty good year for my Marvel shows all around. Granted, I haven't seen Runaway Season 2 or Cloak and Dagger yet, so they could be bad. Okay. Um, yeah. Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm still season behind on Agents of... What am I doing? All right. <laughs> you are? Wow. I haven't seen Season 5 yet. No, I don't know why. Well, Seasons 4 and 5 are the best of the show. It's It's really good now. I should probably get to it. I gave up after one, frankly, but yeah. Oh, it it is a different show. It's unrecognizable now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked season one, but it is so good now. <laughs> yeah. Season four was, especially the final arc of season four, that was oh, yes. so good. 
number 14 then the third and final season dropped today when we're recording actually uh, a series of unfortunate events uh, yeah. season oh yeah it's the final one too yeah um mm. they've run out of books with season three so mm. they're done since when has that stopped anyone fantastic beast um uh, that's <laughs> true they could do a series of unfortunate events the prequel I wouldn't be against that, though, because I love this show. They could do a series of even more unfortunate A series of slightly more unfortunate <laughs> Um It adapted uh, the five middle books in the series, my personal favourites as well. I like the first couple yeah. of stories, but they're a little bit... They all follow a very, very similar format, whereas the middle books is where they start to shake things up. They do it very well. Um... Uh, just everything. The Osteria Academy was great. The hostile hospital, I think the episode's called, kind (laughs) of turns into a horror at some point. It's kind of frightening in particular moments, considering who this show is marketed at. It's hilarious. Mm. Uh, It's everyone's great in it. The kids are really good in it, which is um, fantastic. There's a Mm. moment earlier on and it kind of addresses what a lot of people have been saying about this show and Stranger Things as well, whether they're like, oh, we've all suddenly had growth spurts over the past three seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It's really good. It's super self-aware and I really enjoy it. Speaking of self-aware though, number 13 goes to Riverdale season two. Um, I haven't started season three yet. I will soon, but season two is so stupid. Uh, (laughs) and that's why I love it. Um, the first season kind of started off as the most self-aware, trashy teen <laughs> TV show ever, but I kind of enjoyed it, and I don't know why. I I don't know how to mm. describe why I've stuck with it, but I have, and I'm so glad that I have, because season two kind of turns into, like, this pulpy murder mystery for some reason, <laughs> and it's peach. great. It does. It really yeah. is. Like, Riverdale re- really is Twin Peaks, but more set in reality. Uh, even though there's some <laughs> crazy stuff that happens in the show. All the performances mm-hmm. are fantastic, uh, particularly from Betty and Veronica. They're great. Archie's a bit useless, but, you know, he is in the comics as well, so what are you going to do about that? Um, <laughs> he's also an Australian actor, so good on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number 12 goes to a DC TV show, Supergirl, season four, uh, part one, the first half of it. It's tackling racism and it's doing it so very well. uh, uh, Just, it's about this this group called the Children of Liberty and they're kind of sick of all of the aliens coming to Earth Mm -hmm. and it's kind of on the nose as to what it's referencing, but it has to be. (laughs) And... um, it works. It works very, very well. Uh, mm. Supergirl has consistently been one of my favourite TV shows. Season three Agreed. was a bit of a dip uh, mm. with yep. the introduction of Rain, who was just not very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're doing a great job on this. I think they're introducing Lex Luthor soon. Um, oh, which yeah. Will be fun. Played by what's his name from Two and a Half Men. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Mm. And number 11, you just mentioned it, Reese. The Good Place. Season two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so funny. I can't say anything else aside from it. it's very funny. All the characters, like even the characters th- that you're meant to hate, you sort of love them. Just they're just I yeah. don't know. It's really good. I don't want to say anything else uh, because <laughs> just the 
synopsis for season two is sort of a big spoiler, but um, la 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 la. <laughs> potentially the best. Is it a sitcom? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Although weird situation. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of the best comedies out there, like on par mm. with Atlanta for sure. I it just kind of mm. came out of nowhere. And, like, halfway through the first season, everyone was like, you need to watch this. It just, like, yeah. it just dropped. I'm hoping I've found my new community, because that, for me, is my favourite sitcom. Hmm. So I, mm. I would say it's definitely on there with community. Yeah. Cool. I think, like, community, Rick and Morty, and The Good Place all have that very similar sort of sense of yeah. humour. So I yeah. can't yeah. stand Rick and Morty, though. Oh, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> how dare I have taste um, in different things. No, that's <laughs> completely fair enough. Anyway, that's those five for me. We'll go over to Adam. What are yours? A lot of stuff I haven't watched yet, so I should say that. <laughs> oh, example... Yes. Um, Luke Cage and mm. uh, Punisher and all the, the more recent seasons of the Netflix things. Mm. For the most part, I haven't seen. Same. A good disclaimer for this episode is like, yes. Westworld will probably be in the top five when we watch it. Like stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I um, keep meaning yeah. to pick up a copy of that. I love season one, but haven't got season two. It's quite hard to get uh, in this country, at least in the UK. Yeah, you have to either buy it on DVD or have Sky, the satellite broadcaster, which I don't. But anyway, uh, my number 15, which is a Netflix thing, is Altered Carbon. Oh, yes, I did mm. watch that. A lot of people were raving about it, and I don't didn't quite fall in love with it the way a lot of people did, mm. but I really admired what they were trying to do with it, and it's a very um, sci-fi... Um, is it uh, cyberpunkish? Oh, cool! The whole concept being your you can have your mind transferred to different bodies. It's a great idea, though it didn't quite engage me in the way I wanted. But yeah, hmm? now isn't it in season two? Falcon is taking over as the main role. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, that yeah. sounds. I know awesome. they're recasting the main character, which obviously you can do. It's a different body. <laughs> yeah, a bit like Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea, but um, we'll see where it goes in season two. I'm hoping I like it a bit more, but it's at the bottom at the moment, but it's still quite good. Hmm. Yeah, 14, then, is Preacher. Uh, season three, I think, isn't it? I need uh, to watch it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I should say it's quite low on my list again. I, I've really enjoyed Preacher, particularly season two. Mm. Season three, I've started watching, but then fell away from and keep meaning to get back to. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it's more me this past year has been a bit like that. But still loving the characters and where I left off, I hadn't seen um, Hitler and people like that turn up again. I'm not quite sure whether they go with that. Um, but yeah, I look forward to finding out. I Christmas, I thought I'd get a bit more time to catch up on this stuff. I didn't. Same. <laughs> yeah. Well, back, to, back to work tomorrow after New Year's. Yeah. So. Same. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I hope to get back to that. Uh, 13 is another one um, which I've started watching but haven't finished yet, but it's looking good so far. Is House of Cards season six, the final season. Interesting. One okay. without Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, now a lot of people really hate it. Uh, really? Okay. That's what I'm kind of saying. I don't know if that's mm. just the internet being the internet or, or if I they have out But. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel a bit weird. Obviously, you've killed off off screen the main character between seasons, 
and it takes a while for it to find its feet, I think, after that. Mm. Although I'm, what, three or four episodes in, about come up towards halfway, and it feels like it finally has. Okay. Maybe my opinion will change as I get towards the end of the season, I don't mm. know. But but right now, I'm quite enjoying it, but it, it is still in the lower rankings. But yeah, she, she does a great job. She absolutely can carry, carry it without any problems. Excellent. Uh, number 12, then. The final season, sadly, of Dirk Gently. Ah, uh, yeah. Dirk Detective Agency Season 2. Is that the one with Elijah Wood? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one was ending, too. I think they cancelled it because of the showrunner and him just being not very good. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. Max Landis's one, isn't it? Yeah. Problematic <laughs> issues. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Guys, keep it in your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the ratings were that great either, which probably the final day on the coffin but oh. uh, yeah Max Landis was it I think mm. wouldn't have gone on to season three either way um, mm. yeah for me it's a definite step down from season one but it's still really good uh, the, the character's still great the, the situation is a bit weird it felt the first one it felt like they, they had an idea and added weirdness to it here they've started off with the weirdness and tried to find a plot that, that supported it. Mm, okay. Um, which I think they took the wrong message from why people like the first one. The weirdness is good, but you need a, a strong reason for it. But still, it, it was great fun. If a bit too off the wall, maybe. But yeah. Is it worth <laughs> watching without having read the books? Yeah, I would say so. Cool. Probably better off not having read the books. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people who read the books look at uh, that rendition of Dirk Gently himself and think that isn't the Dirk Gently in the books and have a problem with it mm. so if you don't know the books you're probably better off yeah yeah <laughs> okay and then number 11 Supergirl <laughs> it's pretty much the only DC TV show I keep up to date with although even this one I'm behind on at the moment I did slightly lose the will to live with the rain stuff <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah, it wasn't that good, was it? No, <laughs> not up no. to it yet. Uh, my, there's something missing compared to earlier seasons. I think it, it's she's too often Supergirl, not often enough. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that for every single one of these DC shows, though. Like the main character is no longer the main character. The team is the main character, yeah. which I just find really annoying, especially for the Flash. But yeah, really, yeah. So I really liked. Um, Cara Danvers hmm. that, that persona she had that sort of dorky it's exactly what Cavill should have been <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah. and they get it right with mm-hmm. Superman on that show as well although I've not seen him his recent return oh, um, me either. so that's what I liked and they've sort of stepped away from that she's, she's now always the, the powerful confident Supergirl which is good but I think we need a bit of both a bit yeah. more uh, yin and yang there for that but <laughs> Still, it's uh, good fun and she's really great. So mm. that's my number 11. Alrighty, well, I'm very much going to go by a little um, proviso that we put out earlier that uh, a lot of shows, when we get around to seeing them, will most likely be, you know, quite high. But also mm, yeah. the shows that I'm watching, I'm not watching last year's season worth of mm-hmm. it. I'm a few seasons behind on quite a few of them. Um, and I'm actually feeling a little bit burnt out in terms of uh, the DC stuff, but also a bit disappointed in the Marvel 
Netflix stuff in that there's been a bit of culling recently. I get why. I understand the reasons why, but, uh, you know, with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, it just feels a little bit... I could just leave those to later on and not really bother because yeah. there's not going to be any Ultimately, they'll get go, aren't they? It's yeah. true. It's true. But they're the most recent ones, and I just feel like, ah, oh, now I know that there's a finite amount of them. I could save those till later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, with that said, I'm, I don't really have a particular order for all of these because it's basically all the shows that we've, we've been mentioning. It's the DC stuff and the Netflix stuff. Uh, I will say I'm stuck on about episode seven of season, which, which season is the one where Barry goes to court in the flash? Oh, um, four. Yeah. Season in four. season four. I just can't be bothered going further in just cause <laughs> I know he's going to be found to be guilty or they're going to find a way around it. And I just, it's, too predictable, and I'm just not in the mood to watch that just yet. But uh, yeah, I really love Grant Gustin. I really like Barry. He's a great character. Um, great contrast to who was my favourite character, uh, Oliver Queen. But Oliver's just become too grumpy, too stern, too much of all of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, like I said, I'm catching up on all this stuff. So I guess in terms of listing my preference for them all. It just depends on what sort of mood I'm in because legends of tomorrow has got that great thing where a bit like doctor who each episode can be different, uh, mm. because they can land yeah. any time, any, anywhere. Um, so I actually tend to go to that a lot more than I do the other stuff, but I certainly agree. Supergirl is among the best of all the DC stuff. Um, mainly because of Mel- Melissa Benoist because she's just mm. wonderful. And Kara, is allowed to be quirky. That's the thing I like about Kara. She's played by a stereotypically attractive woman, and usually they're meant to be confident and all of that, but she's got that ditzy nature to her, and I, yeah. I quite like that. Um, yeah. I'm just going to be name-dropping them. I'm not really going to be listing them too much. Uh, Arrow, I'm pretty sure I'm a season behind. I'm glad to hear that this new season is... Uh, worth watching because it arrow does this thing where it just gets too lost in a particular storyline and it just focuses on that yeah. too much it's the show that sets up awesome things then immediately goes back to what it knows yeah um or takes takes half a season to tell the story that could be done in three episodes yeah um, that as well <laughs> yeah i don't know i do still like it it's still really well directed and acted and scored and all of that but the writing I honestly think they should give it a 13 episode season or something like that or follow Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lead and just split the season arcs in general because they try to pad out the story of the first half of the season to the point where you almost forget about it because they've introduced the second half of the season and they try to wrap them both up at the same time whereas Mm. what Agents Uh. of S.H.I.E.L.D. did with seasons four and five which was very clever was basically tell two 13-episode seasons, um, which is far more effective and far more interesting. Mm. Um, So I guess we can move on to who's next, because that's basically my um, lower end of Mm. TV shows. All right, uh, top 10 then. My number 10. Um, 
it kind of surprised me how low this is, but I think everything in my top 10 is the stuff that I really, really enjoyed this year. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Number 10, Star Trek Discovery. STD, season yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, Star Trek colon Discovery, please. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there is a colon in there. Um, it's really, really good. It's it's one of the better Star Trek series, I think. Granted, I haven't watched Ooh. that many of them all the way through, aside from... I, th- I think Voyage is the only one that I've actually finished. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I always kind of like watch them for the first four seasons and then drift off and then forget about them and then go, I should probably start watching that again um <laughs> but anyway i'm slowly working my way through the original series now but uh mm. discovery is really really good the first half of the season took a little while yeah. to kick off but the second <laughs> half um was so much fun it's it, it manages to balance the darker tones with the more comedic aspects really really well having Doug Jones in there is great. Oh, yeah. uh, the captain, I forget the actor's name, um, but he is fantastic. And then, of course, Michael is the main character. Uh, one of yeah. the better main characters in Star Trek, I think. Yeah, it's quite rare for them to have a main character, and it's normally an ensemble thing. Hmm. It still is to an extent, but uh, it's definitely more focused. Sonequa Martin-Green is amazing. She is. Um one of my favorite characters from the walking dead when I was watching that. And, uh, <laughs> she carries through on this. I'm looking forward to season two, which I think starts in like a couple of days. So that's fun. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Number nine, also surprisingly low, uh, doctor who season 11. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's low because I think at the shorter amount of episodes and the fact yeah. that I loved four of them, liked three of them, didn't like three of them. I think because that's sort of where I'm at, it's not the 13 episodes where it's like... Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's just more in 13 than there is in 10, and when a couple of not-so-great episodes are in a 10-episode-long season, you can sort of feel a little bit more negative about it. Yeah. Or when there are only three really good ones, which for me there are, then it it shows a bit more. Yeah, Mm. yeah, definitely. Um, But saying that, the cast are great and continue to be great throughout the entire season, something which we Mm. don't see much in new Doctor Who. It's usually the cast were great in this one, the writing was not so good in that one, whereas Mm. with this one, it was pretty consistent throughout the whole way. Um, (laughs) You could make the argument that there were no villains, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, Chibnall maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I didn't mind that so much I think once I think it was you Adam who first pointed that out to me that all the all the villains are um, they aren't villains <laughs> I think when you first said that I sort of uh, yeah, I sort of picked up on it a little bit more but um, yeah no yeah. it's re- really fun Great companions all the way through. Granted, one of them isn't given that much time as the others, but uh, that should change in future seasons. There's already... Someone is promising that there is going to be more. I read on Twitter, one of the producers, I think, Matt Streffens, or whatever his name is, um, Mm. he said there's going to be a bit more for Yaz, which they Mm, desperately need. Yep, they do. I do have to say, I'm actually a bit disappointed everyone goes straight to... Let's just write Yaz out then. Yeah. Well, let's write equally yeah. for all of them. Yeah. It's yeah. 
I did appreciate how this was sort of low stakes. It was a bit of a low stakes season. It yeah. wasn't really the end of the universe, aside from maybe the final episode. A bit tacked on as it was, but yeah. Yeah. With RTD, you have every single finale having to be more epic than the last one. Yeah. With Moffat, every single finale has to be more complicated. And <laughs> But they weren't really. <laughs> I love the Moffat seasons. I think yeah. it's the golden age of Who. Yeah. Um, I like the season six arc. What can I say? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I think having something a bit small was was really good like like having the, the, the arcs just be solid character arcs I really enjoyed mm. so yeah anyway moving on number 8 Legends of Tomorrow season 4 part 1 this show is just fun as you yeah. said Reese. it's just a show to put on and have a bit of fun with yeah. um, with season 4 Constantine is a regular now who are Ooh. like like Matt Ryan his TV show from I want to mm. say like 2014 was fantastic was. and I'm so glad that he gets to live on through uh, through Legends of Tomorrow yeah. uh, it's such a weird season I don't want to say too much about the villains but they're very silly and I really enjoy it <laughs> um, little gremlin things that eat metal <laughs> oh yes mm-hmm. it, um, it continues t- to be the best of the DC shows, I think, on par with like Supergirl, even though Supergirl season three wasn't great, so I guess might be just gets a little bit higher. But yeah, mm. I, I, I um I'm loving Legends. Number seven, Legion season two. Ah, yeah. never seen Legion at all. Oh, I loved season one. Definitely it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quite hard to follow at points, to be honest. It's uh, in a great way. It's just so weirdly told but in in a really yeah. fascinating way it really it is. looks stunning it's the people that make fargo i think the tv show oh, i think yeah. it's uh the same people behind that um yeah no it's fantastic i loved season one i actually mm. rewatched it before watching season two and it's one of the only rewatchable tv shows that's really good yeah. um season two goes down a little bit i don't think it's as good as the first one I don't know why, though. I think it's a mixture of the story being a little bit more straightforward. Like, you know what the end goal is, so it's just watching them try to get there, rather with season one, which was what is going on. We've got to try and figure out what's going on. And genuinely creepier points, too. It really was. It really yeah. was. Um, the finale, the final two episodes of season two are really interesting because the thing with Legion in the comics is he is not a hero at all. He hmm. is not a very nice guy. His daddy would not be happy. <laughs> no. They lean into that in season two. Ooh. And it would be very... And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like this season. I've talked to some people and they're like, I'm not watching it anymore. I can't. It's... What is this? Uh, whereas... I don't want to say too much, but it's pretty full on... <laughs> in the final couple episodes. And the finale is great. Season 3 is going to be really cool. And uh, also, the guy from Flight of the Concords is in it, and he's the best. Um, (laughs) Moving on to number 6, Glow, Season 2. The Alison Brie, Mark Maron show. Um, Really, really good. I watched the first season in one day. That's how much I enjoyed Season 1. I watched both in two. (laughs) Yeah. I've not seen Season 2 at all yet, but yeah, I really enjoyed Season 1. So good. It really draws you in. Um, mm. I think season two may suffer a little bit 
because of how long of a gap there was in between seasons. I think the way that you watched it, Reese, was really good, like just watching both back to back because it does feel like season two just does more of the same. It doesn't really switch things up too much. It does a bit. Aside from that one episode, uh, I think you know which one I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Uh Um, (laughs) Continues to be one of the best comedies and uh, Alison Brie is fantastic. It's great that she's finally got her own show. No, really good. Highly recommended. Uh, Mm -hmm. Back over to you, Adam. Okay, so where are we? Number 10, iZombie. Uh, season four, I think. It's one I've managed to keep up with, which is getting rare these days. Um, really like the way they're going with it. I, the next season, I think, is the final one. I think truncated as well, which is probably for the best. Uh, I think iZombie season four was back to 13 episodes, as I yeah, recall. Yeah, I think season three was 13. Because that it, was the last one I saw. Was that the one where they joined the group that's trying to save everyone from the zombies? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> How much going to say about that spoiler? Uh, yeah, there's yeah. obviously the Underground Railroad and all that sort of stuff going on. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah. At one point, I forget when, but they went to a longer season. I think they suffered for that. that yeah, um, I think there was two. I think they went for the full 20 and it didn't yeah. really... Like, it was very, very episodic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of filler episodes of, you know, often quite good uh, show of the week thing. Um, it just reminds me of the superhero episode, though. I love that one so much. Yeah. Where she turns into, the, to like, a vigilante for two episodes. Yeah. yeah. It was it's just like she's... a straight-up parody of Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> she, again, nothing I, I, major come to mind, but she's had some great um, bits here where she's eat, eaten somebody's brain and turned into that character, and she's really good at that. Um, mm. she, she really brings a lot of humour to, to that. Um yeah, so I'd be sorry to see it go, but it feels like the main plot is definitely coming to a head and they should probably, as they are, finish it on a high. I don't want them okay. to keep doing it just for the sake of it. Because it is at its heart of police procedural with an arc behind it. And yeah. I was beginning, to, particularly in that extended season, it began to feel like it's a bit too repetitive. But uh, now they're, they've got a short season and they're focusing on the arc and taking that to a conclusion it feels like it's really ramping up for really good stuff and i really enjoyed season four looking forward to season mm. five yeah yeah i need a i need to catch up yeah yeah uh, number nine then um appears on netflix for me i don't know how it appears the rest of, around the rest of the world but uh, the good place yes mm. uh what what season are we on to now three i think i think it's three yeah Is it four? Halfway through three. uh yeah and i i love they're so creative and they keep changing up the the basic premise you have a twist, the show changes. You have another twist, it changes again and again. Mm. And it, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I love the way they keep it fresh. The characters remain fun as ever, but in this slightly different situation, it will often take you places you don't expect. And I love the creativity and the fun and the humour of it. I wouldn't necessarily put it right up there with the best of community or the best of, uh, say, Frasier, but it's not far behind. Mm. For me, it's, it's one of the best things on TV, mm. in terms of comedy. I right love now. how they hung a lantern on how they can't swear, and they just swear as much as they want to by using other words. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I've got a question mm. for you, actually. Oh, yeah. Because you're not... Because you aren't Australian, and uh, yeah. season three seems to be... I haven't watched it yet, but it seems to be set in Australia. Ooh. Yeah. How are the accents... To you, I assume they're pretty cod for you, but uh, <laughs> they 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 seem 
a bit heightened, you might say, <laughs> for comedic okay. effect. I don't oh, know, but uh, they don't seem terrible. <laughs> but yeah, they they definitely don't seem naturalistic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but then, often in comedy things, you get British people putting on a really stupid British accent in American oh, stuff. For example, in mm. Fraser, um, Daphne, <laughs> she's British, putting on a British accent, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> emphasising it. <laughs> Yeah, um, mm. so yeah, I think this goes to the territory, unfortunately. <laughs> Number eight, then Black Mirror season four. Ooh. Oh, was that? I think that was this oh. year. Certainly, I watched it this year. I think it was. It's not on my list. I should add it. Oops. Well, no, it's <laughs> special recently as well. I've oh. yeah, I've not seen the latest, latest one, which came out just at the end of twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah. Bandersnatch. Ah, yes. Which is the. Uh, Interactive fiction one. Mm. I tried to watch it yesterday, but it doesn't work on Chromecast, so... <laughs> yeah. It says season four came out 30th of December. Oh, okay. So, yeah, mm. that was this year for me, at least. Uh, mm. Again, Charlie Brooker continuing to knock it out of the park there. Um, there was some of the running themes are beginning a bit blatant now. <laughs> He's doing a lot of stuff with uh, mind manipulation whether it be mm. downloads or recreations or whatever. Okay, it's a bit, becoming a bit of a trope. But he's doing really interesting things with the ideas. And it's, yeah. I love that mm. Netflix have picked up where Channel 4 left off and given him you know, the, the way to bring these stories to life and with more money. Yeah. And I don't particularly uh, mind the fact that half the episodes are set in America now. <laughs> <laughs> obviously the original series is very British but you know it's fine it's fine the price we pay for for great work did Channel 4 originally cancel it or just sell it I don't think it's cancelled as such uh, yeah uh, it's they didn't get around to funding the next one I think it was they would have done but mm. Charlie Brooker owned it and Netflix came to him and presumably offered more money bigger budget yeah. Mm. Yeah. do they do Inside number nine as well, because that kind of started when the British Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, ended, that's think. a that appears on BBC here. Oh, okay. So I don't think it's related in any way, but uh, I'm not sure who the production company is. It, it's probably in, it might be uh, Moffat's lot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Uh, where are we? Uh, number seven then is Humans. Season three, which is a, just a Channel Four thing. Uh, I've always enjoyed Humans. It's quite a low-profile series about pretty much our everyday modern world, but with synthetic humans, with androids. Yeah. How some of them become conscious, and all the implications of that. Uh, yeah. Again, we're getting into underground railroad type stuff, and a bit mm. like I Zombie. But yeah, really strong stuff. Uh, very clever. Great cast. Yeah, great cast. Great cast. And uh, looks like we might have lost one or two of them, which is a bit of a shame. Assuming we get another season, I don't know we have. But uh, mm. it feels like we are probably a season away from conclusion. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, and finally, for this chunk, number six... Uh, STD. I have the itch <laughs> for some Star Trek colon Discovery. I was very down on this 
after the first two episodes just didn't click with me at all i hated it for the first two episodes but once i actually got to the discovery it really picked up picked up in a big way and uh, yeah. yeah i came to really enjoy it by the end uh there there are some bits which i still question um i'm still not quite sure what was happening with the clem fandango character who uh <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Was that a mind or a bodily reconstruction? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's a thing don't look too carefully uh, behind the, the curtain on that one. But um yeah. It's really strong uh reintroduction for Star Trek to TV. Mm. Uh it's not doing very well apparently. But I think even on Netflix it's not doing great. Which yeah, that's what I was surprised about because we get it on Netflix here in Australia, and by the sounds of it, you guys yeah. do too. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm amazed yeah. to be honest. Again, it's back to that toxic fandom, isn't it? Um, the Star Trek fans, oh, this isn't real Star Trek. Well, no, it is very different to other incarnations of Star Trek. But isn't that the point of a new incarnation of Star Trek? Yeah, exactly. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Things have got to move on. We're in an age where binge watching a series is was the default mode now so having an mm-hmm. ongoing arc with strong characters and interesting situations it's almost mandatory now yeah so episodic tv it feels dated and i think that moves on to reese then yeah okay well uh i talked about the cw superhero shows and now move over to netflix and talk about a few things that are on there oh, yeah. um not necessarily produced by them, but this is how I'm seeing it. Black Lightning. Ah, oh, um, uh, yeah. I gave up on that. <laughs> I think I could see why, but I quite enjoy it. I especially enjoy Cress Williams, who plays Black Lightning. He's very good. Um, I liked how uh, it felt quite important, like a Black Panther for TV. But not just because, oh, look, it's another black thing telling a black story, but it was... Mm. It was quite respectfully done, I thought, and it it includes important issues which I feel mm. like um, should be talked about. Um, I haven't seen too much of it, I will be honest. I haven't given up. I just ran out of time. I'm interested in seeing more. Um, and I think the production values are a bit of a step up from a lot of the other CW stuff, even though technically oh, it is also a CW thing. Um Another Netflix thing, though, because I'm watching that on Netflix, uh, is Queer Eye. And it's not really, uh, you know, Mm. genre-based, but I enjoyed it. It's just feel-good. I love the boys. They're very nice. Um, And it kind of actually encouraged me to think about how I'm uh, furnishing my house to help with my lifestyle and stuff like that, which (laughs) sounds funny, I know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's worth watching. It. It's feel yeah. good. It's uh, well, is it, it, it uh, is it scripted um, drama? I don't know much about it. Oh no, it's kind of a lifestyle show. It's actually based on uh, an original show called Queer Eye. We have the Fab Five, which uh, is a group of uh, wonderfully camply gay men, right. all with their own um, expertise. So one of them's kind oh, okay. of like a uh, beauty expert and a dermatologist that's like a skin expert isn't it yeah so okay skin um skin health Mm. kind of thing so if somebody's got bad acne he'll give advice on how to cope with that Mm. but um 
the first episode of season one, which was the year before last, started with this man in his late 50s and he'd kind of gotten a bit of a beer belly and he'd um, his relationship had fallen apart and he'd just become quite lazy because of it. They came in and helped him live a new lifestyle, literally get a haircut, helped him out. And it's most episodes, it's a makeover show, basically. Um, But it helps people's, uh, you know, it just helps them in life and it gets them moving. And it's just, it's It's inspirational sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Quite inspirational. Yeah. And uh, the five chaps are all quite nice. There's a, a dietitian there and he's a chef as well. And he helps them eat better food and, so in some ways it's quite scripted in that you have the different aspects of people's lives lives are discovered but um in one episode they help somebody come out to their family um which they hadn't been able to do and it's it's yeah. just quite touching um obviously not um genre at all it's reality tv but it's reality tv a reality tv done the way i want it to be done yeah, um, most of it's quite hmm. nasty. Most reality TV, so okay, it's good. There's something a bit more hopeful. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wholesome and yeah. worthwhile. Um, That's nice. Yeah, but moving back into genre, superheroes. <laughs> uh, I'm basing this on the first seasons of them all, which I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, most of. Uh, I'm going to go for Iron Fist. Is kind oh, yeah. of number fourteen at this rate. Uh, I mean, number, sorry, no, I've jumped around a bit. Uh, number 10 at this rate. I've, see, I had this list written out of things that I've seen, not in terms of preferences. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, Iron Fist, I really like, um, um, oh, I've forgotten his name. The guy who plays Danny. He's good. The rest of it was quite flat. And <laughs> I think it should have been eight episodes. I'm thinking of the first season. should have been shorter, so it was... It would have been quicker. Yeah. I quite liked... Um, who was the woman known as the dojo? Oh, yes. Who was in Star Wars. Oh, Colleen. Well. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's, yeah, she's really good. She is good. Um, and uh, the way that season two ends makes me wish that they kept it going because it's a pretty big character moment for her. Uh, and if they continued, it would have been really good. But uh, well. She becomes the Iron Fist. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um... Yeah, it, look, it was okay. I feel like I was spoilt by Daredevil Season 1, which mm. honestly is probably yeah. the best thing Marvel has ever produced mm. um, in many ways. It's a very different tone to the films and, you know, the quirky yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah. I just think in terms of production and telling a story, it just had a message. It had a point. I honestly felt like it got to it and it didn't really drag too much. Again, I'm kind of jumping around with these. I don't really have a preference order for these. I just kind of, these are the things I've been watching. So all of those shows, Luke Cage as well, haven't seen season two yet, but I really enjoyed season one. Um, It's definitely better than Iron Fist. Uh, I almost would say better than Jessica Jones for me, even though I love, (gasps) I know, I love Christian (laughs) Ritter. I love David Tennant was just phenomenal. It was. I yeah. also think that uh, Jessica Jones was a tad too long. It actually dragged for me. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I did enjoy the story that it was telling. I just felt like it took too long to do it. Um, I'm only a few episodes into The Defenders, and so far I'm enjoying it. Uh, this is... Mm, it's only a few sound... episodes. <laughs> 
it's yeah. it's true but by a few i mean a couple i'm two two episodes <laughs> in uh but i could see what you mean you mentioned something on your podcast a while ago adam because i'm playing catch up on that too uh <laughs> the fight scenes are very predictable because yeah. everyone has to make oh, yeah. it through it until the next fight until the next fight until the finale that's how i assume it's going to go everyone has to make it through it so yeah. cool though they are they're kind of just set dressing in a way yeah um, they are unfortunately that's a mm. that's a fair uh, analysis i thought mm. okay okay uh i'll get into top five then speaking of netflix number five is chilling adventures of sabrina <laughs> uh not season one part one because uh, they filmed the first two chunks of episodes back to back because it was originally meant to be for the cw but then they were like this is too gory for us <laughs> and netflix bought it um i i had very high expectations for this show because i rather like the comics of sabrina mm. i've been reading them for a while and i've been a big fan of riverdale so i was like it's going to be on that level um there's no signs that they're going to cross over but they do mention each other a lot which is really cool and they do want it uh, the producers oh yeah and they should it would be <laughs> madness if they cross over <laughs> it'll just be so weird but it'll be great um it's really really good mm. uh i don't know how to pronounce her name but the main actress who does play sabrina who <laughs> is the same age as um how old sabrina is meant to be maybe like a year older like slightly a year older but yeah. sh- she's um fantastic oh, good. as this uh y- you know teenager trying to figure out her powers which is a a very cliche mm. like that's every single uh superhero tv show ever yeah um <laughs> i'm looking at you the gifted <laughs> she's fantastic in it uh you got lucy davis and miranda otto as the oh. two aunts as well and michelle gomez yeah. is in yes. there yes. um and she is fantastic <laughs> the only character i probably don't like is harvey the sort of love interest he's kind of annoying but uh, like he is in the comics as well so they were true to that um mm. so say what you will about that, that but uh yeah the first season was really really good there was some <laughs> there was this one episode in particular that was uh particularly uh creepy um they use a lot of practical effects for the monsters right. and the and the magic and that sort of thing, and it's really, really good. So, um, mm. yeah, I'd highly recommend jumping aboard with that. The Christmas mm. special was a lot of fun as well. Okay. And then season part two is out pretty soon, so I'm excited for that. I'm still torn on how different it is from the other version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the 80s one was, like, a family-friendly sitcom. I know. <laughs> this is, this is uh, <laughs> way more in tune yeah. with the comics. It's sort of like the comic version of The Mask, which is <laughs> very, very violent. Yes. Uh, and then the the film version, which is <laughs> not good. Oh, controversial opinion. A friend of mine thinks they should have they should still have the talking cat from the sitcom in this version. <laughs> it would be fun if the cat talked. That would be very entertaining, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, feed me all the time. <laughs> Seymour, feed me now. Number <laughs> number number four. Uh, no Westworld, but here's a bit of HBO for you. Uh, is Barry season one? Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of this. Barry. So I've heard of Barry it. Scott. No, just Barry. <laughs> okay. So it's. Bill Hader, who is one of my favourite comedic actors. Yes. Uh, he was on SNL. He's got a show called 
documentary now, which is amazing. Uh, it's his HBO show. He wrote, produced, and directed most of it. He is an assassin. He's a hitman. But he doesn't want to be a hitman. He wants to be an actor. <laughs> okay. And so <laughs> it's watching him uh, try to be an actor. He's not a very good actor. So you're watching a great actor not being a good actor. And it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he won an Emmy for doing so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the action sequences are fantastic for a show that's that's like a comedy that stars mm. comedians and is directed by comedians. Mm-hmm. The action sequences are really good. It's hilarious. Just everything about it. It's really, 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 really good. If you want to watch a comedy that kind of came out of nowhere and is a little bit violent, I'd say watch this. Mm. I'd also say watch one called Happy. It's on Netflix. Oh, yes. Just go watch it. I've heard of that. Oh, I've heard about that, yeah. It involves a unicorn and it's very depressing. Um, <laughs> and the comic is fantastic as well. Yeah. yeah. Number three, another comedy that kind of came out of nowhere. It surprised me last year with the first season, but this year was, I'd say, even better. It's a show called American Vandal. Hmm. Okay. So it's a Netflix uh, slash Funny or Die production. Um, I don't usually like Funny or Die, so I'm surprised that I really, really like this. But uh, it's a parody of shows like Making a Murderer. I mean, just watching the title sequences will make you laugh at just how silly mm. and like how much of a direct Making a Murderer parody that this is. Um, I really enjoyed the first season. The first season was uh, trying to prove this guy called... I think his name was Barry? Dylan in the first season. <laughs> He um he he was a prankster and he graffitied all of the cars for all the teachers and everything with uh with particular phallic images, um, oh. and he got expelled and a couple students are like let's make a TV show trying to prove this guy innocent. The first season is fantastic. It's also a really good sort of social commentary on. Uh, social media as well, mm. but season two pushes that even further. So in season two, the two guys have graduated and they get an email from a private school uh, about someone who is called the turd burglar and they want <laughs> um, and they want them to find out who it really is. It's like it's hilarious in that sort of like Deadpool style of humor. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it's also got a really powerful message. The final episode's kind of sad. I don't know why. Like, the final episode just, like, hits you in the feels, and it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it may sound like it's not your thing, but just mm. watch it. Just mm. watch a couple episodes, and it will be. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything yeah. about it's great. Yeah. Um, number two is Daredevil, season three. Ah, Kingpin is a massive part of this, and he's great. They finally introduced Bullseye. It is a shame we're not getting any more, but they do wrap it up pretty well. Okay, Uh, The final episode does feel like a final episode. Unlike Iron Fist, Um, yeah. (laughs) Unlike Iron Fist and Luke Cage, yeah, Yeah. which ended on cliffhangers. So, um, yeah, no, it's really good. Well, there's a... It's rumors so far kind of hearsay actually uh in an interview the chief of uh disney plus which is seemingly a uh a different branch of disney is saying that they wouldn't be against you know making the shows again themselves mm. just right now they 
they want a bit of a family friendly brand right now, but they're thinking about possibly one day doing it. I mean, it doesn't look like the Mandalorian is going to be super family friendly. No, so. exactly. I can't see them continue on the plots of Netflix stuff because that would encourage people to go watch the Netflix stuff. From where they left Iron Fist and Luke Cage, they could just do Heroes for Hire. That's what I was about and to And have say, them yeah. team up. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. With Daredevil, it is pretty... There is a pretty blank slate from where they could go with Daredevil. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think they said they can't actually announce whether or not they are doing anything with the characters until two years has passed since oh, okay. you last saw them. Yeah. That's just um, all the Netflix deals and stuff, so... Well, maybe. <laughs> Expect Jessica Jones to be delayed by a couple of years then just to keep <laughs> Disney Plus away. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, number one. Number one pick of the year goes mm. through The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, right. I've heard great things. Never seen it. Me too. It's so good. Uh, it's indie horror, but on the TV screen, and there's ten hours worth of it. Um, I'm a huge fan of the director. It's Mike Fla- Flanagan who did Gerald's Game last year with his writing partner, the same person who who helped out with this. He also did Oculus with Karen oh, Gillan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it's that guy. Right. Um, again, when this came out, all of the mainstream media blogs were like, everyone's passing out watching this. It's the scariest thing ever. <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. There's at least one... <laughs> decent scare per episode but most of it is just uh the performances Mm. and the characters um it's about this family who went to hill house in the 80s and spent a couple months there trying to fix up the place and all the various things that went wrong and then it's also those kids from that era dealing with all of the stuff that happened back then as adults so um Mm just everyone's great in it you've got some actors carrying across from stuff like game of thrones and uh the mum from spy kids is in it and she's really good she's also in gerald's game um a bunch of people didn't like the ending but i think it's fantastic again it depends whether or not you watch mainstream horror or or indie horror whether or not you like the ending because it's very much in the same vein of stuff like the babadook in that Mm -hmm. it's a very very low-key seemingly real-world ending okay. <laughs> to a somewhat supernatural show. Yeah. Um, On my list, definitely so. to watch, although I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. It's got to be a winter watch, really, isn't it? <laughs> definitely. Oh, yes. Oh, good. That buys me some time. <laughs> that and Sabrina are definitely winter watches. So, yeah, that's my show of the year. Mm. Uh, I'll move over to, yeah, to you, Adam. Okay. So, number five, just above the old STD, is The Orville. <laughs> controversial to some maybe although I hear a lot of classic Star Trek fans actually prefer the Orville to STD and the way I do too although I love them both um, the Orville is the Orville is very much next gen with a bit of comedy although trying to be too is the biggest thing I've noticed whereas yeah Discovery is being its own thing it is mm. uh, but I do like the okay it's episodic it it's lighter in tone. It, yeah. It's not too challenging, but I quite like that about mm. it. Uh, because yeah. so much of TV these days is quite full on. It's nice mm. to have something where you can just watch for a bit of fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely ticks those boxes for me. Um, it gets away with a lot by saying it's a parody, although I feel that it goes along <laughs> it does, doesn't it? less and less trying to be funny. It's more and more just trying to be Star Trek. 
but you know I don't mind that I quite like the characters and uh, yeah I look forward to season 2 which should be here shortly I think yeah I think season 1 was last year for us in Australia and I think season 2's already started so has it really started yesterday I think yeah who puts it out it's Fox and they've got various deals with particular distributors in both Australia and the UK and they always mess it up don't they yeah <laughs> ah well yeah. yeah worldwide distribution is definitely a problem these days number four something which any other year up till now I think every other year has been number one Ooh, now number four is. is Doctor mm. Who Ooh. Ooh. it pains me to have it at number four rather than number one but there's so much to love about this season but there are definitely problems with with the, the, some of the scripting I feel I don't know we haven't had we've had some good episodes but we haven't had anything which I think would go down as a classic yeah okay maybe Rosa perhaps but even yeah Demons of the Punjab perhaps although I have problems with the ending of that personally um, <laughs> yeah there, there is so much to love about it I, I, uh, Jodie Whittaker I think she she's doing a great oh, yeah. job um, yep uh, yeah she's not my favourite Doctor but she's way up there um, mm. and that may yet change I don't know uh, <laughs> um, mm. I feel like she she needs to be given a bit more to do a lot of the time the Doctor just part of the team rather than being the force of nature being the leader as, as, yeah I, I, yeah, yeah. I see. They've tried to step back from the Doctor as this almighty force of nature, but I rather like that about what they did with the Doctor back in the RTD and particularly in the Moffat era. Mm. It's definitely a reaction just, to that. I just feel the Doctor should be that and has been that pretty much all the time. Really, like everyone always looks to the Doctor for knowledge or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I mean, this does feel a lot like the Davison era. And yeah, he did take a bit of a backseat. So yeah, but, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, the cinematography of it. Same visual effects team as the new Blade Runner movie. Did. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that might explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've done so many great things with it. Hmm. Yeah, the music uh, is great. It definitely. I'm not sure I'd say it's better, but certainly on par with uh, Murray Gold stuff. But they very different yeah. so much alike I just wish they just give it a bit more beans somehow in the scripting department but Agreed. maybe we'll get that next season that's number four number three Gosh. is Jessica Jones season two. <gasps> oh, okay obviously a bit of odds <laughs> with everybody else here <laughs> yeah. but yeah I don't think it is quite as good as season one just because that's such a great villain in season one mm. But all this stuff with with her mother, uh, I thought was really quite compelling. And again, it's not a not a clear cut villain in many ways. And Jessica Jones has always been by far my favourite of that bunch of uh, of characters from the Netflix Marvel universe. There's something very interesting about her. She feels very grounded, very real. Mm. Obviously, deliberately so. Uh, she's not a superhero as such. She's retired and yeah and that, that whole noirish elements to it I think works really well particularly for New York I look forward to seeing season 3 although sad it's almost certainly going to be the final season at least they can make it with that knowledge though that it'll be yeah. the last one unlike the others yeah yeah then on to number 2 
Better Call Saul Season 4. This is the uh, the prequel to Breaking Bad. Obviously a, a famous thing in itself. Um, oh, yeah. About the, the lawyer, of all people, <laughs> and his uh, descent from the uh, somewhat well-meaning Jimmy McGill into uh, his alter ego of Saul Goodman. In much the same way Walter White becomes Heisenberg. We have a similar mm. journey here. Although it's a more comedic take. Although Breaking Bad wasn't without comedy, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, as ever, I, I don't know if it, I prefer it to Breaking Bad. I think maybe I do in some ways. It's just a, it's a lower key thing. Uh, it's much more about... Well, it's not so much about getting into the underworld as the, 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 the twisting of that, the character. We had that in Breaking Bad mm. too, but there's a lot more around it. Here it's much more laser-focused, I think. And this season we, we lost a main major character who wasn't there all season, who we had in the previous three. And I did worry that it wouldn't be the same without them. But actually, it's been fine. It's been really good. Um, so it just shows how resilient... The rest of the cast and the uh, the characters are. So yeah, mm. I definitely recommend Better Call Saul. It, I think it helps mm. if you know Breaking Bad, or they don't need to. And my number one, which is not Doctor Who, sadly, but it is Stranger Things season two. Ah, which again, I think for me it was this year. I don't know if it might have popped out the end of twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was like Halloween last year for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was for me too. But uh, as ever, I don't get to things particularly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what to say about this um, I'm sure it was mentioned last year probably um, we take those those same characters and what could have been quite a, a flat second season because what do you do with these characters a common problem is you, you have these characters and you have to then invent things for them to do whereas when you're creating mm. a fresh new story the characters sort of come with it naturally but when you're trying to then force them into new ground it's a little more limiting but actually they did a wonderful job uh, including creating some new characters who fitted in perfectly I love mm-hmm. that world um, looking forward to see what they do with the third one although as ever bit bit of trepidation will they mess it up they haven't so far but uh, yeah <laughs> one of the better things on Netflix definitely for me Stranger Things yeah, yeah fantastic and uh, then uh, we'll go over to Reese then uh, to wrap this show up. All righty. Well, here we go with some actual ranking this time, I reckon. Number five, <laughs> we have Star Trek colon Discovery. Um, I would like this from the beginning. I even like the first two episodes. Um, this is going to sound a little bit close-minded, but for years I've tried to keep the... Uh, put shows in context and things like that and, and particularly, you know, Doctor Who or hmm. original Trek. And it's, oh, yeah. that feels like the noble thing to do, but really I'm going to be honest with myself. I far prefer how modern pacing, modern character development, modern yeah. technology and um, visual effects, <coughs> how they've uh, really come along. And this show just, embodies that for star trek mm. it's just yeah it looks mm. really great it's like a perfect blend of the tv format and the uh jj abrams films or at least the uh the kelvin timeline films is that what it is yeah officially yeah yeah 
because um, JJ didn't do the last one. But yeah, um, it just it. I think it's really good. I really adore Sonequa Martin Green. She's such a strong. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> this is a really bad cough. Um, she's such a strong lead actor, and the character mm-hmm. she's playing is really good. I liked the twist that came throughout the season. Mm, Quite yeah. a few of them I wasn't <laughs> expecting, and they were really, really good. Um, yeah, just great stuff, and I'm definitely looking forward to the new season, which I forgot was out this month because, you know, in your brain you're kind of like, oh yeah, that's next year, that's going to come out next year, but some of them are pretty early mm. in the new mm. year, and so here we are in the new year. Speaking of which, the uh, Doctor Who soundtrack is out in ten days now. Oh yeah, which is must be yeah. Quite exciting. Mm. Uh, next up at number four, we have Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't remember if this was included or not, but we were having a bit of a discussion when we were setting up, so it might have been during that conversation. But this show is unrecognizable from when it started. Uh, not in terms of <laughs> how it looks, but in terms of quality. I will admit I did yeah. like season one, but whew, it's childish and tame and didn't take risks until the mm. Winter Soldier came out and then it decided, mm. oh, we can actually tell powerful, meaningful stories which actually have consequences. And uh, they then they have upped the ante each season. Yeah, and good. the last two have been spectacular. Uh, that's season four and season five. They've been brilliant. Season three was pretty good, but my two favorites are four and five. Um, yeah. Yeah. The cast get better every season. Um, the characters are actually allowed to develop some of them. There certainly mm. wasn't development early on, but they develop a lot more. Um, it's just really, really good. And for those of you who haven't seen it or who gave up mm. on it, I recommend coming back to it. Okay. Mm. Is Ward gone? He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically gone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mostly. <laughs> you have to get through him probably getting worse before he's gone, but okay. then he's gone. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's gone eventually. Um, <laughs> number three, we have Glow. Um, mm. I thought that was just an excellently produced series, uh, both seasons so far. Um Netflix certainly does have a lot of money it can throw around and mm. makes things look really good. Um, but I love the characters as well, how, um, as is common in a lot of shows nowadays, it's kind of a story of learning to accept things and learning to accept yourself and other people. Um, and it just it does it in quite a fun and interesting way. Uh, I quite like also that one of the characters is the police chief in Arrow season (laughs) five and she's actually got a character in Glow as opposed to being just stern and grumpy all the time in Arrow. Uh, Um, mm, Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's a really good series. It looks great. I love the, uh, the way when they're using the cameras of the time, it all just looks slightly tacky and then Mm. it switches to using the modern stuff and some actual, you know, scenes that are more, filmed more uh, appropriately it looks high definition and all that but then when they cut to supposed cut scenes from the time it looks set in the time so that's really good okay yeah um another show which i'm not sure if it's netflix or not but that's how i'm watching it is called travelers and oh yeah, oh, yeah. 
This I don't know. Sci-fi, how much... isn't it? Oh, it's on Sci-Fi. Is do you mean Sifi? Maybe. I don't know. If it is, then they're actually doing some good sci-fi. Um, <laughs> yeah, surely not. <laughs> yeah, surely not. Uh, it's created by Brad Wright, who is one of the major writers who uh, was behind most of the Stargate series. I don't know if he did uh, much of Universe, to be honest, but he was with SG-1 for years and helped to get Atlantis off the ground. Um, mm. And in many ways, it feels very Stargate, but also it's quite an original concept it's got time travel in it and i think it does more of a mess of time travel than doctor who ends up doing um <laughs> but it's quite interesting i don't know how much of the premise you guys know nothing no, no. they come from the future um okay and they can possess the bodies of people they transfer their consciousness into people in the past so they have a recorded time of death and a certain location and time at which these people uh died or were due to die and they transfer the consciousness of a team of people so the team have got basically kind of like the agents of shield you've got a specialist you've got a computer expert you've got a historian they need a historian so they remember uh what happened in their past our modern time Mm -hmm. and they kind of embody the bodies of people who are basically Mm -hmm. going to die so they're willing to make the sacrifice because when they take over that body they kill the person who's currently in it. And um, do they look like the people or is it like quantum? Yeah, they they... look exactly like the people. So they, um, they actually have to embody their lives a little bit. They've got some protocols so they don't change the future too much. So arguably the main character, although it's quite an ensemble piece has to immediately start learning as much as he can Mm -hmm. about his current life. And he's got a wife and things like that. Um, so there's a bit of like um, personal drama in there, but it's also quite high concept sci-fi, mm. which is really cool. Mm. Um, it sounds fun. I have to check it out. Yeah. It is quite fun. I it's somewhat slow paced, but very intriguing. So you do want to stick with it. But I wouldn't be surprised if you found it hard going at first. But then it definitely does pick up. Like I said, mm. the time travel is really confusing because they're sent back in time to prevent a disastrous future that is going to happen but if they prevent that from happening how do they get sent back in time there's still that kind of overarching question but they do start to answer that a bit more in season two i'm just kind of a few episodes into season two and they kind of address that a bit so some of it is somewhat predestined but also they try to reduce the impact of the disaster that is the future so it's it's really well done I need to find some more sci-fi TV shows because there's been some good ones. Like, apparently, The Expanse is really mm. good, so I want to get into yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard about that, too. Yeah. Travelers as well now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I sounds definitely good. recommend Travelers. It's uh, it's Brad Wright being given the opportunity to write most of the episodes, it seems, so he's telling the kind of story he would want to tell, whereas on Stargate, he would only be able to write the odd episode. So it's kind of like Moffat taking over in a way. and Yeah shaping a show to how he wants it to be Mm. Mm. now my number one uh although arguably i might agree with adam in that it doesn't really deserve it but i always put it there is doctor (laughs) who um i'm gonna cheat a little bit because i've been somewhat behind on doctor who recently so i watched two seasons this year uh season 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. and uh, i would argue that season 10 does deserve to be in the number one spot um Mm -hmm. yeah 
season 11 there is like adam said there's so much to like i love uh jodie Whittick. she's she's just proven me right in that i had no doubt that she would be good um because there was so much controversy about her being cast (laughs) by malcontents and by i don't want to immediately call them sexist people but some of them would have just been sexist trolls uh but she's been great, mm-hmm. even though I might revise something I said. I feel like she had her doctor moment in uh, It Takes You Away, but mm. I might revise that. I actually still don't know too much about her actual doctor. Um, she yeah. She's really, still a very generic doctor. Yeah. Her feet needs to be put to the fire, really, that's her. Yeah, whereas I, I feel like Moffat's doctors that he created were just two of the best doctors for me. <laughs> um, mm. With Matt Smith, you just... I feel like you didn't know what to expect most of the time, which is a good thing because he was just so quirky and out mm. there, um, but often quite confident. Like it, immediately in the 11th hour, he calls back <laughs> yeah. the Atraxi yeah. after defeating them, which is a confidence get, um, move in the yeah. in a chess game, so to speak. And then Capaldi, which for me was a bit of a, uh, a whiplash, but I really warmed to it. He was just so cold and logical. Um but also with a heart of gold. He's, in fact, one of his most common lines is he's got a duty of care, um, which is a nice theme that I quite liked that ran through his doctor. But he would let people die if he had to in order oh, to yeah. save the masses, which yeah. was a darker twist, but I feel yeah. particularly doctorish, mm. actually. Yeah. So um, two defined characters, we haven't had that for Jody. So yeah. hopefully... In the new season, I was going to say this year, but not this year. Well, maybe in the special. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's later today. Maybe, for hopefully. But maybe. Yeah. What, yeah. what time is it there? Maybe tomorrow for you. <laughs> Just gone midnight. Ah, okay, today then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully we get a bit more. But yeah, it's it's been an okay season. Chibnall's not my favourite writer. Moffat was. Mm, uh, yeah. So I'm certainly going through a bit of. Uh, yeah. Not mourning, but you know, it's a, it's a big transition. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, there we go. That is our top 15 TV shows of 2018. What did you think? What are some of your favourites? Which ones have we missed out? Which ones did we think were good that were bad? Or which ones did we <laughs> think were bad were good? Let us know. Feedback.nerdout at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, you can message us on Facebook, message us on Instagram. We're on those. Uh, all the links are in the description. Next episode, we're back. We're back in the studio. By studio, I mean Rob's house, and we're talking about <laughs> Aquaman. Finally, we'll be talking about that and How to Train Your Dragon 3, which we've got to go see a couple of weeks back. So we'll uh, we'll have a quick discussion about those. Might mention Black Mirror as well. It'll be a bit of fun. I'm sure we'll talk about the Doctor Who uh, New Year's special. So until you hear that episode, make sure that you just keep on nerding out. Just do you. Have fun. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.